I'm Rachel Balducci. You're listening to Spill the Tea, a product of Augusta University's Department of Communication. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spill the Tea podcast. I am Parker. I'm with Micah. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? And Aaron. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about everything college basketball. So we're going to start off strong with my first question. Is Gonzaga the rightful number one team? I would have to say that Gonzaga is the rightful number one team only because they have the resume for it. They obviously have the record for it. Um, Their key wins, um, they beat a number five Texas. They beat a number 25 Texas Tech, a number two UCLA, and a number 16 Alabama. So they beat four ranked teams. So obviously they have the um, they have what it takes to be number one. Okay. okay, I would I would I agree that you know Gonzaga has the right track record to be you know arguably the number one best team in college basketball. But I would say that Auburn probably has a better you know argument to make for that as well because their record against you know ranked teams against you know quad one and quad two teams is a little bit better than Gonzaga's. You know, and that's to say that Gonzaga that Gonzaga's record if they played more quad one and quad two games would be know similar but you know based on what we have now Auburn's record is just a little bit better so and you know they have one less loss in the record so I would say that you know Auburn definitely has the you know edge on the number one best team in college basketball going off of that how do you guys feel about Auburn just lacking four points behind Gonzaga I would say that Auburn definitely has the you know the edge in terms of that you know Jabari Smith has been playing you know arguably the best basketball in all of college basketball yes so Gonzaga you know that's not the you know I don't slack of them you know Drew Timmy's been playing absolutely amazing you know the record against BYU you know winning by 26 you know winning by 34 and winning by you know 32 that's you know something that can't be argued with either so it's kind of just you know up in the air in terms of like the two top best teams in the AP top 25. Okay, moving on to number five, Baylor, who was formerly number one. Do you guys think that they will repeat for the title? I actually do not think that they will repeat for the title. Um, I'm going to say this is a really good Baylor team. They were good last year. They have some really good quality wins. They have some not good losses as they've lost back-to-back against Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say that they're out of the conference play. I'm not going to say they're out of the conference play, but I don't see them actually competing for a national championship. You see the title out of the question for Baylor. Yeah, I see a title out of the question. I'd have to agree with that. You know, back-to-back champions in college basketball don't happen very often. You know, I think the last one was like 2006 and 2007 with Florida, you know, and then it was like in the 1990s, like was the last time before that as well. So it just doesn't happen very often in college basketball. So with that, you know, I don't think that the talent-wise is better than, you know, some of those top teams, like I mentioned, with Gonzaga and with, you know, Auburn and with Arizona as well. So, you know, you know, or not Auburn, excuse me, Baylor, no. that's I don't think that's, you know, in the question at this point. Got you. All right. So which team has the best momentum going forward towards that title? I know I said that Auburn, you know, was had the arguably the best case for number one, but I would have to say that Gonzaga probably is riding, you know, the best momentum, you know, at this point. Like I mentioned earlier with, you know, their win over BYU and then in their past three games, they won by, what, 34, you know, 26 against BYU and then 30, 32 as well. So their margin of victory is just, you know, astronomically great in yeah. terms of like those other teams. So I don't think that, you know, 
you know, Auburn is really winning games like as much as, you know, Gonzaga is. So I would say that, you know, the best momentum definitely goes to Gonzaga. Yeah, and it shows they're number one right now. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. Um, we obviously see Gonzaga is number one. They have they have a lot of momentum and Auburn sure does too. I mean, they're riding on like a 13, 14 game win streak mm -hmm. yeah. and they have some good wins as well. So I'd have to say those two teams are possibly the two teams we might see in the championship. Yeah. All right. Good thoughts. Okay, now to Coach K, his final season. I'm very sad about this. Will Coach K go out with a bang and win a title for Duke on his last ride? Or is the squad too young? I feel like we've kind of already covered this, but now let's bring Duke uh, into the mix. I would say that, you know, the talent-wise is definitely there for the Duke Blue Devils. Um, you know, I was talking earlier with, you know, my, our co-host Micah about, you know, Paolo Bancaro and the talent that he is. And, you know, the talent-wise and the coaching staff, you know, Coach K is one of arguably the best coaches in all of college basketball. Sure. So if they can play disciplined basketball and they can just ride that momentum as well, then they have a good shot as anybody at, you know, doing well in the March Madness tournament I'm and eventually winning a championship. So. Yes, I'm all for that. I agree. <laughs> I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to agree with it. I don't think that they're too young to okay. go and compete for a championship. Do I think they will win? It's up in the air, yeah. but I think that they do have what it takes to possibly go and win a championship. Yeah. Anything's possible in March, though. So you all, it's all waiting. Anything is possible. It's called <laughs> madness for a reason. Yeah. It is madness. Anything is possible. Okay. Um, if you can't tell, I'm a Coach K fan. Yeah. So I just thought, there's something about him. I feel like I just want to like give him a hug or something. Nah. He feels like the father of college basketball. Yeah, the college basketball. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Best coach. Yeah. So who should replace him as the most prominent face mm. and voice of college basketball? This is a very hard role to fill. So do you guys have any this, ideas? This is very um, interesting to me. This is all very subjective. You know, many people may have different opinions on who they think, you know, represents college basketball. But for me, that's Mark Few, the coach of the Gonzaga Bulldogs, okay. just because of, you know, the record last year and this year, as well as the, co the culture that they're building. You know, last year with, you know, um, Jalen Suggs and with Drew Timmy, you know, they had arguably, what, the best offense in all of college basketball. And then this year, they're doing the same thing with their margin of victory, you know, with, you know, Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren as well. And I think that, you know, Mark Few, the coach that he's building down there in Gonzaga, it's definitely something that, you know, a lot of people would think about when they think of college basketball. So, I'd have to agree. Um, there's just too many great coaches in the mix who could possibly replace Coach K as that face of college basketball. So I'd have to say, you know, I'd have to agree. Mark Few. Obviously, you have Jay Wright at Villanova. You got Tom Izzo yeah. at Michigan State, John Calipari at Kentucky. So I feel like all those coaches have what it takes to um, be the new face of college basketball after Coach K retires. Do you think mm. that these coaches have what it takes to be to leave such an impact like Coach K has or uh, be as wide known as Coach K? Like, I feel like even if you know nothing about college basketball, you've heard of Coach, coach K. K. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's going to be a coach like Coach K that can do, do what he does, especially yeah. coaching Team USA on all those years mm -hmm. and just representing the Duke Blue Devils and all the, you know, March Madness tournaments that he's been in. So it's hard to very, like, it's hard to fill those shoes, yeah. definitely. And it's nice. So, yeah, his name is the name is very yeah like, synonymous with college game. basketball. Yeah, so. you can't. I mean, that's like the coolest name for a coach. You, yeah. I don't think you can top that. <laughs> Any of you guys pronounce his last name? Or? <laughs> I'm not, let's not even try it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna be here for the last okay. few minutes trying to pronounce. Right. <laughs> okay, um, we'll move on from Coach K. Um, is this the end of the Blue Bloods era? I would have to um, disagree. I do not think that is that this is the end of the Blue Buzz era, only because, I mean, once a rivalry, always a rivalry. I feel that. So Kentucky against North Carolina, 
that's always going to be a hyped up rivalry. Duke against North Carolina, Duke against Kentucky, Duke against Kansas, Kentucky <laughs> against Kansas. All those rivalries are going to be um, really hyped. So I don't think that this is the end of the Blue Bus era. Obviously, it's not going to feel the same without Coach K. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, it's not going to feel the same, but I feel like, you know, I, all, the, all the rivalries are still going to, I mean, people are going to come together <laughs> to watch the games. I yes, agree with yeah. your statement. Once a rivalry, always, always a rivalry. rivalry. There's always going to be a little ounce of like, hate and whatever mix in there that you really want to be yeah. somebody and just to add on to that as well it's like you're, they're competing for recruits they're competing for name value as well like that's not just going to you know i don't think that's going to go away like over a period of time as well yeah you know like you mentioned with duke and you know unc like those rivalries are going to be there like for, yeah. throughout the test of time no matter which Agreed. new recruits come in no matter you know which new students or whatever the case may be come in like those rivalries are still going to yeah. be there that's even for a conference play even teams that aren't blue bloods like rivalries like oklahoma and oklahoma state yeah. like I those teams like aren't just gonna, as a player, as like a student of a college, you yeah. even go into the college knowing. Like, yeah, like this, this is a rivalry. Everybody yeah. knows the rivalry. <laughs> this is exactly. a rivalry. Exactly. Like that's well known. Like, so. I'm not supposed to like you because you go to <laughs> yeah. that school. Exactly. Like yeah. what school do you go to? Yeah. So. <laughs> Coach K retiring, that means absolutely nothing. You still hate <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sad, but you suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so moving on from that, I'm glad we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Is the SEC the conference to be worried about? They're a conference to be worried about, I would say. Oh, they're okay. a conference to be worried about. Now, like I have my notes here saying, you know, they're ranked, what, number two, number 12, and number 13. Auburn's ranked number two. Kentucky's ranked number 12. And then LSU is ranked number 13. That's three teams in the SEC that are ranked in the top 15 and the AP top 25. So that's definitely something that if I was a coach, you know, looking down on that ranking, you know, I'd definitely be worried about that. But another thing is that looking at the Pac-12, you know, Arizona is ranked number number three, and then UCLA is ranked number nine, and then USC is ranked number 16. That's three teams that are ranked in the top 25 as well. So, you know, if, if I'm looking at, you know, some of these conferences and I'm like, and there's like three teams in there that are ranked in the top 25, then I would definitely be worried about that as well and definitely look to see what I can do to stop those teams come March. So, yeah, for sure. I, I would ha I would have to agree with that. Um, SEC is honestly the biggest yeah. conference to be worried about. You in think my the opinion. biggest threat? I think the biggest threat is okay. the SEC. Um, you obviously got the Pac-12. You obviously got Big Ten, who I'm is who I'm really surprised about. You got oh, yeah. Wisconsin, that's <laughs> Illinois is ranked. Um, Michigan State is ranked. Who? Uh, Purdue who is ranked. are these teams? <laughs> exactly. So I feel like SEC is like mm -hmm. I feel like it's the biggest threat. But I you agree. also have to worry about Big Ten. ACC. ACC has caught my surprise too. They have Florida State who's winning games. They have Miami who's winning games. So they're one Every, of the two. A, lot, yeah. a lot's happening this season. Yeah. No, that's sure. definitely a lot because um, like in years prior, it's like been just like Duke and everybody else in the ACC. Like yeah. It hasn't, yeah, hasn't been like as much attention like some of those other teams, yeah. but it's like those teams are still winning games. So it's hard. Like you can't just like not like push off uh, one conference just because it's like one team is mainly known there. Like exactly. those teams are still winning games and it's still, you know, something that, that you should be worried about, you know, come March. So. Totally agree. Um, so going off of a lot of teams being very good, playing very good, having a lot of good players. Do you think years like this, where there's a lack of a generational talent player, do you think that's good or bad for college basketball as a whole? 
I can definitely see the argument why it would be, you know, bad for college basketball, you know, just because of the intrigue and the amount of viewers that I could pull in, you know, like, mm -hmm. imagine if a LeBron James went to college, you know, imagine what he would do there My as well. God. And I'm thinking about last year. <laughs> yeah, like a rookie LeBron James, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about last year with Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley and some of those guys that were in college, and they were like widely regarded as some of the best players in the league. And yet it was at the end, it was Baylor with Davion Mitchell, who I believe was drafted by the Sacramento Kings, number nine, who hoisted the national championship. So like, you know, generational players, like they're very good, but it's a team sport. So I don't think yeah. that it's going to really mean much if a general generational player isn't exactly in the college basketball because the good teams will win championships, exactly. basically. So you can see how for a, a monetary sake, yeah. like, it, yeah, it can make schools yeah, more money, definitely. it can definitely. bring more attention, but... At no. the end of the day, the national championships are hosted by the best teams that play the best teams, basketball. You can't win would, it alone. I would have to agree. I mean, I think the only thing that's really hurting is the views. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, last year, I was more in tune with college basketball only yeah. because, you know, I heard big names like Cade Cunningham, yeah. Evan Mobley, Jalen Green. You know, this year, I mean, we got Chet, yeah. Paulo, so Jabari. Really, I feel like the only thing that's really hurting is the views. So, yeah. but overall, it's a team sport. I probably think that's why Kate Cunningham was allowed to participate in the March Madness when o when OSU was like in trouble yeah. being banned from it just because they wanted the views. They needed the views. views. Yeah, it's <laughs> all about the views. It's all about money and the views. Right, of so course. It drives the economy. Um, so. Speaking of money, <laughs> this is actually I'm very supportive of this. Does the adoption of the NIL, which is the use of them, uh, college players yeah. use the name, image, and likeness to make money off of themselves, um, do you think it affects the environment of college basketball um, negatively, positively, or is there not a change? I think it changes college basketball for the better, honestly. I am you know, right there with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it definitely <laughs> changes college time. basketball for the better because, you know, um, look at Jalen Green last year who went to the G League Ignite. Like, um, just options like that, like going overseas or just mm -hmm. going to the G League, it, it makes, you know, college basketball up their game a little bit. And it's like you would rather, you know, go to some of these some of these teams and get and get paid to play basketball or would you rather go to college and, like, make have somebody else make money off of your name? So it allows these people and these young adults to really learn and grow and and mature as as young adults. So. I think also yeah. that I would feel personally like resentment almost, oh, where like I am yeah. working so hard and everybody's making this crazy amount of money off of me, and I yeah. am not allowed to use my name or I like my I face. Would to, I would have to agree with that. I mean, there's a risk with playing college sports. I mean, you could get injured and then that drops your draft stock. Yeah, I mean, true, at least have true. the money yeah. to back it up. Like, exactly. At least have the money. So I feel like the NIL effect that that's a great thing for college sports in general. I, like, totally, I, I am I, all for it. Yeah, I definitely think that the um, injury injuries and that stuff do play a part in that because, you know, like if you get injured in college, like it's over for you. Like yeah. unless it's, if it's like a season ending injury, like a broken leg or something that you just can't recover from, like you at least have like that back, that back pocket money just to, exactly. you know. For being, yeah. uh, you could be the number one and yeah. then you are just, you know, a regular student now <laughs> and you have no, nothing to show for it. I would have to say it can possibly change recruitments. Yeah. Uh, only because players they will look at the money mm -hmm. so if okay. somebody's recruited if somebody's um, committed to georgia and kentucky offers them about a two million dollar contract of course they're going to probably yeah. change their mind so i feel like recruitment is probably the biggest thing that it could change yes but do you think that, is I that think, negative or positive and some or just a change i mean it could really go both ways it could really go both ways i see it being i feel like a lot of people would make it a negative thing 
Probably for like the school. Yeah, for the school, but, but for, for the, the player, player. <laughs> in a player, in a player's point of view, yeah. the players they want to provide for their families. Yes. Exactly, yeah. so, and I mean, they of course they're going to want to go after the money. So I feel like it can go both ways. Yeah. So you speak. You, you mentioned overseas um, with players like Lonzo Ball and R.J. Hampton choosing the overseas option straight out of high school. What does this mean for college basketball? I think that um, college basketball. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just like growing as as we speak, or not as we speak, but just growing as the years go by. So college basketball, you know, from for the longest time was just you know a place that you can go and pay money to play basketball. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't really get to profit off your name, your image, your likeness. But some of these options that are you know recently coming into light, it allows for you know more options for these guys growing up. And college basketball mm-hmm. definitely you know has benefited off of that. So, okay, Micah. I just feel like I have to agree with them because, okay. is I mean, college basketball is really just growing. So when you have all these options open, players are going to start looking at everything overseas, mm-hmm. G League, college basketball. And I feel like that's just bringing more attention to all of those yeah. leagues, actually. So, so I feel like this is a great thing for college. I feel like you already answered my next question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask <laughs> well, it. Yeah, ask it. Is anyway. it means to an end of the best talent always coming out of college basketball or not? Since we now have these other options... I would say that it definitely is not a means to an end, but it's definitely like nipping at it yeah. a little bit because uh, I'm speaking from as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, you know, one of our top picks this past draft in 2021 was Josh Giddy, and he didn't go to college. But you can if you watch, you know, NBA basketball as of late, you can definitely see that he's one of the best passers in this you know, past rookie draft. And he's one of the best passers. He's one of the best rebounders at his position. And he came from, you know, a league that was outside of college. So I don't think that the best college talent or the best talent is going to come from college. So I definitely think that, you know, with that in mind, you know, college definitely is a place to grow. But there are also other options, other options. outside of that. So yeah. it's it's a good thing. Yes. There's, there's more options. Yes. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I mean, I don't think that there's I mean, there's going to be another there's going to be another college number one pick eventually but yes, i feel like yeah. the g league and overseas yeah. play i mean we saw that last year or the year before with Lamelo. Mm-hmm. so i feel like mm-hmm. it's going to put a nudge in you know college basketball pro- eventually producing another another number one yeah pick. i feel like See? it almost makes it like having options makes each more competitive yeah which obviously is going to make i definitely think that the number one better. pick in this draft is going to come from college yeah. no no, ma- no this doubt draft, about most it. definitely Def- all right definitely well now college. i have to ask who do you think it's going to be jabari smith easily i would know. have to agree with him for right now for right now right now oh yeah i think most people See, could, could yeah. agree with you college is like fascinating how fluid it is because things can yeah. change like we talked about earlier how baylor you know was number one at this time last last week in the rankings and they lost those two home games yeah. and they dropped yeah. so like things so can fast. change like just like that and then we may be talking about a you know a new number one pick and from a different you know team so that's that's the beauty of college basketball in my opinion yeah that's the main thing for right now for right now for right now Ruff, chet jabari paulo i mean yeah. there's there's t- there's several guys who could be that tie tie <laughs> so uh, you just don't know right now you yeah just don't know okay so we talked about this one earlier any coaches on the hot seat that need to make the most of their conference play you want to take this one <laughs> <laughs> we actually agree on tom cream um yeah. coaching in georgia um he's been there for four years no sec championships mm. um he went 13th Georgia was 13th in the SEC with the number one pick, Anthony Edwards. 
I don't know how, the, how? you could possibly have a team <laughs> with a number one pick and then go 13 in the SEC. That's honestly you know? impressive in the worst way. <laughs> Hell yeah. Exactly. And then the year after Anthony Edwards, um, they finished 11th in the SEC. And then as we see right now, they are five. They are five and 12, and then zero and three in conference play. So if anybody's on the hot seat right now, actually his seat is on fire. It's Tom Green in Georgia. I was gonna say the same oh, exact Tom. thing. Yeah, like that. Like it's, it's scorching hot right now. You know, like the seat's like practically on fire call, at this point. Call so, yeah, fire department. <laughs> fire department, everything. Get the get the fire extinguisher. Just put that thing out because like I don't get it. Like you know, last year we talked about how last season you know you were four, what fourteen and twelve I believe, and then this year you're five and twelve. Like unless you go on this crazy win streak, like I don't see how you can justify performance like that you know this past season so maybe he's just relying on georgia football oh i mean they, they brought him home the braves they, brought they, yeah. him home. <laughs> he, he maybe. feels maybe that the state of georgia yeah. is distracted yeah. eventually it's gonna come know. back to him everybody's gonna everybody's gonna say hey where is georgia basketball, basketball. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so eventually um, like, the pressure's gonna fall yeah. back on him okay um oh tom all right, so who is who is your dark horse for the tournament? We know it's not gonna be Georgia. Oh yeah, Georgia <laughs> this, most definitely. Yeah, I would. That's an interesting question. I would say Kentucky. You know, I know you like you think of you know dark horse. You don't usually think of Kentucky, but this year I think that you know with Kellen Grady has been scoring the ball like pretty well actually, and then Ty Ty Washington, arguably one of the best freshmen you know in the country. I think he won freshman of the week this past week, so he's been playing you know great ball as of late. As as well so i think that you know kentucky if they, they can definitely surprise some people especially some of those top teams like gonzaga and like auburn and like art like arizona excuse me they can surprise some of those teams and give them a run for their money come march and april so i would i would have to agree um kentucky is one of the top teams that could be a dark horse um you have ty ty you have oscar i can't pronounce his last yeah. name oscar i'm gonna, gonna <laughs> yeah, say oscar i don't want to yeah oscar team I don't is averaging 16.4 points he's leading the team in 15 rebounds, which is Woo! darn good, impressive. That's yeah. insane. So I would have to say Kentucky yeah. is a dark horse. My other dark horse is actually Texas Tech. Ooh, Ooh tell, tell us Texas why. <laughs> um, second in the Big 12. They've beaten Tennessee, Kansas, Baylor, and they just won against Iowa State last night. Talk to them. Um, Texas Tech. <laughs> I would have to say is another dark horse wow. besides mm -hmm. Kentucky. Yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> well, this kind of goes with my next question, um, which you literally just named three teams. But oh, can yeah. you name Dude. three teams no one is expecting to make a run that potentially can? I feel like we've kind of talked about how we have a lot of yeah. good teams right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I would take your pick. I would say that like one team that. I've probably some people aren't aren't exactly expecting is BYU. You know, I know that that loss to Gonzaga kind of like, you know, left a sour taste in, in most viewers' mouth. But I think that besides, besides that game, they've been playing some good basketball as of late. And then also Oregon as well. You know, their, their wins over UCLA and USC were like wins against two, you know, highly ranked teams in the, top, in the AP Top 25. So I think that, you know, if they can keep building on that momentum, they can definitely surprise some people, you know, in the March Madness tournament. Yeah, I'd have to. Um, I'd have to agree. I'm adding. There's just too many teams. Yeah, there's too many teams who yeah. are potentially being in the Final Four, potentially winning a championship. I'm um, adding on to Kentucky and mm -hmm. Texas Tech. I would have to say Wisconsin is mm -hmm. potentially in the mix okay. for another um, for a run at the title. Um, Wisconsin, they would be in Houston, Purdue, Ohio State. Um, Johnny Davis is averaging 21.8 points, and he's not only averaging in points; he's averaging in assists and steals and rebounds so we just have a top caliber player like that yeah a potential top draft pick 
leading this team, I feel like Wisconsin could make a run at the title as well. Mm-hmm. And another one, honorable mention. <laughs> honorable, mention. <laughs> honorable mention. Honorable mention. Is um, I like Providence as well. Okay. Nobody's probably um listening or watching Providence, but mm-hmm. I like I like okay. what I've seen from Providence. All right. So, uh, kind of going along again, the big and final question. Where y'all have been pretty amicable, been agreeing. I'm hoping there's some debate here. Oh, there definitely will be. Um, March Madness predictions. You can get as general, as specific as you want, down to the scores, down to da 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 da. Whatever you want. I just wanna. I want some okay. debate in here. I got you. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by going a little little more on the general side. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that my final four. You know, I don't know, in, in some form or fashion, it was going to be Gonzaga, Auburn, you know, Kentucky, and Houston. You know, I think that, you know, arguably the two best teams in the country, uh, Auburn and Gonzaga, are definitely going to, you know, match up at some point, hopefully, you know, assuming that, you know, I get my way and <laughs> I see those two in, the, in March Madness. Um, as far as the score, it's hard to exactly pinpoint yeah. because things are so <laughs> things can <laughs> definitely change. And like we've seen like um, earlier with uh, earlier this season with UCLA and how you know protocols can kind of like shape things. So it's kind of hard to see like who will be there, and, like, who who won't be there. But you know if I get if 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 everything you know goes well, then I think that you know Gonzaga will probably win by a score of like 110, 106 against Auburn. Right. It would definitely be a close Write game, I would down, say. Yeah. I, actually have, I actually have a Final Four and a Final Four list of honorable mentions. <laughs> so my top four have to be Gonzaga and Auburn, of course. Gonzaga and Auburn. Um, but I also have Texas Tech and Duke in the mix. Yes. Got you. I got. I got. I got. I got to give Coach K. I, 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 I want him. I want him to win so bad on this last one. So Final Four predictions: obviously Gonzaga, Auburn. Texas Tech and Duke. I don't know who will be in the championship. I don't know what the score will be. Anything can happen. Come on. You got to give us... No, you got to give us... You got to give us a winner. If I have... Okay, if I have to say who will be in the natty, it will have to be Gonzaga and Auburn. Okay, but... Score. What you got to score as? Score, I have (laughs) Gonzaga redemption season mm. winning about 75 to 67. Oh, low scoring Low game. scoring okay. Low scoring You game. think the defense think is going to be on point? I do think the yeah, defense Auburn's is going to be on point. Probably Auburn's on point. Had, Auburn has a great defense. Okay. I think, Gonzaga, I mean, Gonzaga can put up points with the best of them, so yeah. I'd like, it'll, it'll be tough to stop, you know, that Gonzaga team, but, you know, I'll definitely look forward to seeing that matchup, you know, yeah. come April, so. Let's hope that's a, let's hope that's the matchup. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <Let's hope laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, so. that's what the whole country is hoping for, yeah. Gonzaga and Auburn, so. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to share mine, which is shocker. I think the dog is also going to win. I have a special place in my heart for Duke. Yeah. I want them to win so bad, but realistically... It's not going to happen with Auburn and Gonzaga. (laughs) So um, I think we're all in agreement there. But um, this wraps it up for us today. I hope you guys had fun listening, and we will catch you next time. All right. Have a good day. See you all. Bye.